Welcome, everybody, to the That Kind of Nerd Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss what's going on in the nerd culture, uh, latest in movies, games, and technology. Uh, I am CJ Mellon, joined this week by Brian Thornton and Jeff Thomas, our wonderful gaming nerd. Yeah! Hello, everyone! Unfortunately, Josh could not be with us today. He did not realize that there would be three Dodongos, and he's on the quest for more bombs. So uh, we got Jeff on this week, and of course, since we have our gaming expert on the show, we're going to make sure we're talking about some video game stuff. Uh, if you are a new listener, we definitely recommend you also go to thatkindofnerd.com, check out our website with some fantastic articles, some of which Jeff has actually written as well. So be sure, to, be sure to check that out and uh, check out his articles. So, um, hey, let's start off with this. If you haven't seen Deadpool, shame on you. And you deserve to have this movie spoiled. So let's let's just start talking about it. So Can we put a sound file of that shame thing. Like shame. The go-to twos where it's just shame ding. Yes. <laughs> I will find it. Please. Shame. 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 <laughs> so let's just start off with holy shit, what a fantastic, fantastic movie. Epic. Epic and jo- I, jo- see Josh would yell at you because epic means long. Epic does mean long. Epic does mean long, Jeff. And this movie was not long. Yeah, that's true. It been, well, you know, it was. What, how long was it? What was the hour forty five? Hour. It was yeah. a pretty and concise movie. Yeah, I mean, for nowadays where movies are what two and a half hours. Yeah, two two hours two two twenty. Uh, I will say this, and I didn't see a single age inappropriate person. In the audience that I went to. Well, lucky for you. made me happy. <laughs> I, I had some folks try to bring an infant into my theater. That's and I said, oh, hell no. Um, we had about 10 kids. And it was a matinee show that I went to. It was my friend's 21st last weekend. And oh. uh, it was the perfect way to uh, get over a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there were like 10, 15, maybe 15 kids there with their parents. But they were young parents. Did you see? I, I, I saw, I think it was on Reddit. Like some Facebook post of some moron who was just like, just had to leave uh, Deadpool oh, yeah. in the middle of the movie because my eight I, my eight year old is not appropriate enough. And then someone else commented like, yeah, you know, it's crazy that you know they should give us some sort sort of warning that movie's not for kids. And then someone else commented like, How well, yeah, like R rating, R rating. <laughs> R rating, or that entire thing that Ryan Reynolds wrote. I think it was him who wrote it. He was just yeah. uh, playing Deadpool. He's like, hey guys, uh, you shouldn't bring your kids to this. <laughs> What what, we, at all. What, what I loved about this was something that we were talking about. Brian actually brought it up for the first time that we really hope that it's not just the marketing department who is in touch with what this character is and how he will work. That we hope that the actual movie itself does it. And man, that did not let down. That movie was Deadpool from start to finish, and it didn't miss a beat. It is uh, everything you wanted out of that movie. The that's, pacing that's was on point. Yeah, uh, the entire like, I don't know, the whole meta concept of the character of Deadpool was on point. Um, I personally would have liked the only thing that I had a little bit of an issue with was um, not a whole lot of schizophrenic moments, but uh, maybe they'll work towards that. I mean, there's definitely going to be sequels and stuff. Yeah. And even Deadpool in his early, early stages didn't have those schizo yeah, right. really bad schizophrenic moments that you see now in the comics. So. I do. They they nailed the character, and that was the the most important part about this movie. You could have had whatever story. The character was what was most important, and they they did it, and they did an amazing job of it. And and what I love is that it. I was thinking about this. Like, what are we going to talk about? What are like the best moments of this movie that we should bring up? And I'm re- I was racking my brain, and I realized the whole movie. So so no, I'm I'm going to give you the best best moment right here. 
um, from the moment the opening credits started, then to the moment to the end the credits started. With the unicorn that might may or may not have been ejaculating in the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> and and the the fun thing is is you have to like, you start paying attention right away and you'll you'll catch you'll catch it because yeah I almost opening, missed it. The yeah, opening the opening credits. credits they're happening and it's 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 soul done in cheek right away i'm laughing my ass off during the credits my wife jazzed me in the in the in the ribs she goes will you shut up it's just the credits i'm like read them read them right now directed by an overpaid tool starring a hot guy <laughs> starring uh, starring i thought it was like god's gift or something oh yeah it was yeah. like starring god's gift and like a hot uh, chick and a British chick. villain. <laughs> I, uh, I mean the, uh, it, you know, the thing about the cameo too. I mean, just uh, a few X Men. Was it an obligatory X Men? Yeah, something like, like X Men B list or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, so, and a gratuitous cameo. Gratuitous yeah. cameo. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um. So everything about, I mean, that part just just on point. I mean, that's everything you want it to be. It's everything Deadpool is. Uh, it was so great. So I mean, if you could, if if you thought about one moment where everything kind of crystallized for you and you felt it was great. What was the one moment that stood out to you the most in the film? I'm going to let Jeff go first. Oh, I was, uh, <laughs> I was guest. thinking about this and uh, I believe there are four or five different moments in the movie that I would choose. Fair. Get it? Okay. Uh, no, but <laughs> the uh, I, I think my favorite part outside of Ryan Reynolds, obviously, he just nailed the, the character itself, but I loved Colossus. I thought Colossus was like so awesome every time he was on screen. And uh, it was sort of like that that Hulk slash like Hulk Groot kind of character almost where it's like you love this guy. He's a strong, big dude and all this other stuff. But he's like, you see, I don't know. It was he's a cool really side nurturing. of Colossus that we haven't. Yeah, he, we he, haven't seen that. It's the, it was definitely the best version of Colossus. He's trying to give the girl like a, a protein bar. He's like, here, eat protein bar. <laughs> yeah. It's and good he's, for like, you. Eating the cereal. <laughs> this is his most important meal of the day. Oh. <laughs> There are four moments perfect. that you can be a hero. Yeah, um, that's so good. Um, I, I I will say there were there were two moments for me that I just lost my shit. I mean, just lost it. And one of them, Brian actually kind of gave to me before I saw the movie. He said, "Don't worry though, you're gonna see it coming, and you're gonna laugh your ass off." And I still did. Like it was a new joke where he's at the uh, the mansion <laughs> the second time, and he's like, "Hey, it's a pretty big house, and yet uh, I only seem to run into the two of you. It's almost like the uh, studio couldn't afford another X Men." And like looks at the camera. Um, um, lost th- my shit there. And then the second one is the cab when he's back in the cab for the second time. And he's kind of in the trunk. The dudes in the trunk, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, a Colossus and super teenage Nova. Super negasonic teenage warhead. warhead. <laughs> That's right, thank you. Um, Best or or, or Sinead O'Connor or Ripley from Alien 3. <laughs> I remember that one. Oh, you can't do that. I am so proud of you. You have to let him go. Kill him. Um, just lost my shit repeatedly. Go ahead, Brian. I, I'm sure I probably took one or two of yours. No, you you did. Um, definitely that moment at the mansion, which I do have something to add add to that. Um, it's even maybe even funnier because I just read a story that that's actually a ton in cheek like kind of jab at the studio because they were about to lose all their funding unless they cut seven million dollars from the budget. So I guess that's how oh they God. cut it. Really? Yeah. Um. So that I I loved it. Uh, the other moment that I would say is when he's He's doing the flashback and he's introducing Blind Al and then he does a flashback within the flashback and he breaks the fourth wall and he's just like, I know, we're like breaking the fourth wall within breaking the fourth wall. That's like that's like 16 walls. <laughs> I I absolutely lost it. Um, 
that movie was so good and so the the comedy the mixture of comedy and action were, were so well like balanced um mm. all kind of wrapped around this very very simple story for the most part but that that's what made it worth it I, i'm sure i missed things because i was laughing so much so this is definitely something i gotta go see again uh or maybe you know a third time in, in the theater just so i can kind of pick up those things that i missed the other moment that i almost missed um was when like right towards the beginning colossus has got him handcuffed and he's mm-hmm. He's dragging him. He's like, Let, let's go see what the professor has to say about this. And he goes, which one, Stuart or McAvoy? All the yes, yes, are, right. are yes. so confusing. Um, just breaking the fourth wall and, and kind of poking fun at the, the rebooting of the franchise. It, it was amazing. And that's, and that's the character. And that's what made me so happy about this movie is that obviously the director and Ryan Reynolds, who Ryan Reynolds – He's a producer for this movie. He was a producer. He handled, you know, marketing. He had such a huge hand in this. You could tell this was his baby. This was his his pet project, and he he knocked it out of the park. So well, it was over a decade, right? That they were, you know, things were being thrown around. They were trying to do a Deadpool movie since Wolverine Origins. Since they bastardized the character in Wolverine Origins, we don't talk about that movie. We we (laughs) we we sometimes have to, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it, it, the big problem was the funding. And then that short came That's out the and, thing. and they showed that there's an audience for this after they showed that little five minute short, which that is how they footage. got it. Yeah. Um, this is the thing that really strikes me about this movie. This, this, so first off, this is one of the most successful, no, I'm sorry, the most successful rated R comic book yeah, movie. Let's break down the numbers real quick. It is, first of all, not just the most successful rated R co- uh, comic book movie, because there's not a whole lot. It There's had Blade, the biggest Punisher, opening. Punisher and Deadpool, right? Blade, uh, Punisher, Warzone, Deadpool. I mean, if you want to include Watchmen, Wanted, those were both rated R. Uh, um, okay, and yeah, both technically comic book movies. True, um, but it, it had the biggest opening of a rated R movie ever at, at 133 million opening weekend, biggest that's opening uh, in February. So that's. Pretty, just, pretty just I think we lost Brian. <laughs> so Brian froze. He is Brian. still recording though, so that would be fun. Hey buddy, are you back? Yeah, I don't know what just happened there. You well, phased out of existence. I <laughs> did finish my sentence though. Did you stop mate sentence or did you no, finish? No, I it? finished my sentence. Perfect. So you just basically said it beat everybody, right? I said it was pretty substantial. Okay. Cut. The part about that that's still still something that I have a hard time wrapping my head around is that even with these impressive numbers, this movie was hanging on by a thread just to get made. I mean, no even one, with no one knew this was going to be what it like. No one knew this was going to make this right, kind but of money. It, what I'm saying is, so here's the thing that that really hit it for me at at the end of the credits before the actual uh, stinger at the end. It said this movie created some thousand jobs, and it, and it was a large number, and it was basically saying that not only was this movie. You know, held together by. I mean, look at this the span of how many people usually work in a movie. A relatively small kind of group. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about huge numbers when it comes to big comic book movies. Look at the amount of people that Avengers and all these people employ. This is a relatively small group. Look at the work they've done and now look at the success that they've had. The fact that they had to fight a studio so hard to make this movie. Um, I mean, this speaks volumes at its success. And you well, know that Ryan Reynolds is a producer and people who are involved in this are just taking that money to the bank and sticking their nose up at Fox and just saying, I told you, we told you to believe in us. 
So yeah. I hope I hope now that they actually believe because they only care about dollars. <laughs> when we get sequels, when we get continuations, when we get spinoffs, it's just even more powerful than ever. Well, and that's good. Deadpool tools. Are, ugh, sorry, Deadpool two uh, already slated. Uh, yeah, I June, did see that. June 9th, 2018, which ironically was where Fantastic Four 2 used to be, but now it's mysteriously disappeared. Oh, thank God. And they are working on an X-Force movie. <laughs> That's another movie that we're going to forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that is the movie that you re- you 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 remember forever. So Unfortunately, certain well, people never... in my life will not let me forget it. Like, I mean, <laughs> even looking at Fantastic Four, like, look at that. There's a pretty decent fan base for Fantastic Four, something like that. Yeah. And but... they spend how much, how many more millions of dollars on it? I'm not sure what the exact let's, cost was. But, but let's like... put this in perspective because – Okay, so Fantastic Four was an utter failure. Lost yep. so and much it, money. And, and this was, was a huge success. And it was just – made Fantastic Four just to keep the rights. It and wasn't out it. of love. Yeah. It wasn't out of because they had to do it. It was just and, trying and to keep that, the And that's the difference is that you have a movie that was clearly rushed, that no one cared about, that they weren't true to the source material. The, the, the main problem with that movie I is how, exactly how many right changes they made right. to those characters and to that story – and it, it it shows because it, this is it the flopped. One, it's the this worst. is the one time where having the, you know as Josh would say the true believers Woo, on the project true believers really paid off. Now it's rare, so true believers calm the fuck down. You, <laughs> no true not, believers, you're not unite. made for everything. True believers, you, you guys let that believer flag fly, guys. Just you're gonna just no, you're gonna get you're gonna come into a world that's a little jaded, and your, and your idealist world's gonna be crushed at some point. But. Be excited because this is a precedence that you can pull out a character from nowhere and and do it. I mean, it's you a look precedent? at some, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you, I think you mean precedent. How come? How come? Anytime I misspeak, you guys can't just let it fly. It was no he was, was, he was saying President's Day. It was released on President's Day there weekend. You, I got you, you CJ. Go. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, wow. it just it it just really wow. just makes sure that this can open the door for other projects. So I was very impressed. Um, I will say this: I laughed my fucking ass off. When they just they, they the end credits came on and there's that hallway and I instantly I mean milliseconds after seeing that image was like oh my god Ferris Bueller holy shit laugh I say ha audibly everyone in the audience tells me to shut the fuck up and that happens. here's the best part about that clearly no one in the theater knew what was going on because CJ felt the need to text me with just the word Ferris with a bunch of exclamation points because I knew he was seeing it at that time. And you could tell that like he saw that and he's laughing and no one else is. And he's like, what you guys don't, you, you don't understand. And then he felt the need to text me Ferris. And I was like, well, he, he's at the end of the movie. That's, that's good. Um, but yeah, that, that end credit scene was fantastic. The little end end credit scene after it was fantastic as well. Which one did you get when you saw the movie? Me? Yeah. So I, I read there were two. Um, I got because at the at, during the second one, he says I got the one where he said and clean up. You know your your and garbage. Don't, don't leave your trash on the floor. Don't that's leave your a trash dick on the move. floor. That that that's, that's a dick I move. Uh, I saw somewhere that there's one where he says and and don't don't leak this on the internet because that's a dick move. So just two different. Things. So so let's talk about the let's let's don't leak this. Let's get on to the the part at the end that. Made made my nerd part excited. I I had a nice nerd erection. Nerd action. <laughs> nerd action. <laughs> That's science. Copyright Brian from that kind of nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was um. We will have cable in the uh, in the next adventure of Deadpool. Yes. 
Uh, big, I mean, I mean that's big news. He's a good pal of Deadpool. They go around. They have some fun adventures. Um, there's already some wonderful names that are floating out there. So I had mentioned before there's a, a website called uh, Ranker.com, and they have a list of, of 30 amazing actors who could play Deadpool. It's open to people's voting. Um, I kind of want to just go through some of them and see what your guys' reaction is. Brian looked at number one, and then it was like, I don't want to look anymore. I'm pretty much done. Uh, and that's John Hamm. Yeah, and, no. um I'm 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 good with that. Here's hundred percent. Here's why John damn Hamm, good one. Here's why John Ham is gonna be would be the best person for for a cable. Um, he can pull off the straight guy. He's done some. I mean, he's done very serious, some very uh, kind of dramatic roles, and that's cable to to a T. He's very stoic and he's got that seriousness about him. But he's also got to be able to play off a of Deadpool. And mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. riff raff with him every once in a while, and John Hamm can do that. He he can do the comedy as well. We've seen him be a little funny here and there. So and he was um, on the Soup. He used to he used to host this uh, talk Soup back in the day. Way way back in the day. Way well, he was just a host on SNL not long ago, I think. But uh, he well, can yeah. do both, and he can do them both well. He's got the look. He can he can throw a punch. Um, I think he would be perfect. And I saw that, and I was like, "Yeah, no." He's I, the perfect build for who, it. I agree. Whoever else is on this list is irrelevant because John Hamm should <laughs> and, be Cable, unless Jeffrey Dean Morgan's on it. Then I want Jeffrey Dean Morgan or John Hamm <laughs> or them to fight to the death in the future with cybernetic weapons. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, so let me read. I just want to read the top ten so far. And, and again, this is at the time that we're recording, which is Friday the nineteenth. So Ranker ranks these and, and moves them around. So the second one that they have here is Ray Stevenson, uh, which you may not know by name. But you definitely know him from movies like The Book of Eli. Uh, he was in Divergent. Uh, he was also in Thor. Was it? Thor. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, he was in Thor. So, I mean, you may know him. Uh, he's he's a number two. This is one that I could say if John Hamm turns it down, I actually think would be great, which is Stephen Lang. Um, you'll know him from Avatar. He's the uh, commander with the three slashes on the side of his face. Um, uh, Commander military guy yeah. of the very general background story. And Jeff, you'll appreciate this. If, if I remember correctly, I think he actually played Happy in Death of a Salesman with Dustin Hoffman. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's got oh some. Oh my God, where are you both at the theater? Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's what? pretty lofty. So CJ and I are just going to talk about it for a minute and leave you out entirely. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll no, just sit in the no, background doing it. my main voice, annoying the shit out of you. Oh, well, you will try. <laughs> Oh, Jeff, you have not heard my Bane voice before. Oh that's that's good. That's Jeff, good. it is so <laughs> nice to have you with your lovely voice. We used to do it over the headset at work. So, uh, I tend to slip into Deckard Bane, which is a combination of Deckard Kane from Diablo and oh. Bane. <laughs> what I do like about Stephen Lane is that he has both the, that military you know persona that he can play on the guy just like john ham has range where he can go ahead and you know play off comedy i think he's a good fit for it uh physically too uh, i think he looks great uh so i mean he, if john ham turns it down i think it'd be a, a good a good addition to the cast um next they have sean bean uh which you guys know from game of thrones and a million other movies but they can't kill him as cables so and that's that the thing you can't kill him so he's out uh sean bean dies and everything that's that's a rule uh, it's very true. Uh, the number five is uh, Ron Perlman, uh, Sons of Anarchy, Hellboy. 
Uh, it's a bit of a stretch. I think he's a great um, actor. I just don't think he fits Cable. Listen, I think he's a great actor. I'm not. A, I, I don't think he fits Cable too much. And I also want him to do Hellboy three. So I veto <laughs> him on all of those. Yeah, is that coming? I we need that movie. Yeah. I, well, tweet to Guillermo del Toro and tell him to get his shit together. All right, Jeff. I just saw Crimson Peak by him, and it was all right. Amazing. Was that movie not great? Yeah, I thought it was cool. It's, that was a good movie. Tell him to cool his jets with Pacific Rim 2 and just finish Hellboy, <laughs> and then he can do Pacific Rim 2. That's all I want right now. Here's What if Hellboy merged with Pacific Rim? I think that's a, that's a nice medium. That If Hellboy, if there was a Hellboy, like, giant I was going to say, what if he was a big... That, yeah. w- that would be pretty awesome. That would have made that squid monster in the second one a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, number six for playing Cable is Kurt Russell. Um, what did you guys think eh. about this? Do you think this is too much? Is this good? Is it I, too 80s? I love Kurt Russell from Tango and Cash and Big Trouble in Little China, and everything he does is pretty fantastic. So. Captain Ron. Is he, uh, Captain Ron. Isn't Tombstone. he in some kind of nerdy movie right now? He actually just got cast in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Guardians of the Galaxy, that's and right. And no one knows who he's playing. So, But he so did get cast for Guardians of the Galaxy. If he's in Guardians, he's, he can't do... Guardians of the Galaxy comes out next year. They're, they should be filming soon. Are they going to allow Fox and Marvel kind of thing? I mean, yeah, because you know dict- what? No, actors no, never have played multiple superheroes. It's not like Ryan Reynolds has been Hannibal King and Deadpool and right, Green but, Lantern but let's, but let's and in think. The Losers. And it's not like Chris Evans has been Human Torch and Captain America. <laughs> I mean, it, it never – we haven't had multiple heroes played by one actor. That never happens, CJ. But here's what I'll no, say. No, I don't know what you're saying, Can CJ. I say- it never happens, and it can't happen. <laughs> it's that You can't – that's why Tom Hardy can't be Wolverine because he was already Bane. Plus, he would be doing the Bane voice in the entire movie <laughs> in my head, and it just – it doesn't work. I'm just gonna say X3 Superman Returns that whole fiasco with Fox. I don't. I know. mean, and, and like Brandon Routh is not the Adam, and he wasn't Superman. I mean, <laughs> and he wasn't Dylan Dog, which is technically a comic book too. Okay, I mean, let's it's move just on. it makes no up. sense to have an actor actually portray multiple people. Oh I don't God. even like when they're when they're a bad actor overall. Let's just. Brandon, <laughs> are you referring to Brandon Routh, sir? Because Brandon Routh is glorious. He's magical. Yeah, like it, it wasn't Brandon uh, Ralph's fault. That movie was bad. It was the whole script. No. Uh, all right, number seven is Gerard Butler. Uh, pass. I, I don't think he's tall enough. Is are, I think all these guys are taller. He's being an Egyptian god, and, and things are don't, falling around don't. him a lot lately. <laughs> a lot of things are falling. I mean, London's falling. Olympus, Olympus fell. fell. Yeah, I'm all afraid. Right. I'm afraid Xavier Mansion might fall if he's listen. In he's going to burn the whole desecrated Xavier Mansion down on your head. <laughs> it's going to be biblical. Um, yeah. Number eight is, is Henry Rollins. Uh, number nine is Dolph Lundgren. And, uh, number 10 is Adam Baldwin. See now Dolph Lundgren, he was already a Punisher in 1993. So that doesn't work either. <laughs> I can't get past the brain games commercials. I, I just don't think he can pull it off anymore. Now he's brand new. At the end of this list, did they just say, oh shit, there's only seven people that are actually <laughs> in the actual running for getting this. We're I, just going to throw these other people. I in. feel like the Firefly fans were just like, well, Alan, Adam Baldwin, then he gets big and then they remake Firefly. That's what will happen. That is how this will work. Uh, I love Adam Baldwin, but I don't think he's cable. No, he, I don't no, think I don't he can pull he's that off at all. He's great as Casey, but uh, he's great that. as Casey, but um, not happening. I, I, I for one, welcome our uh, alien overlords to make this wonderful movie with whatever whomever you would, you freaking cast. pod person. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, listen, he's one it, of them. I'm right? obviously not in my MK Ultra persona. Otherwise, Dolph Lundgren would have been the obvious choice. If he dies, he dies. Well, yeah, I think Cable also talks a little bit more than Dolph Lundgren's capable of talking in real life. So. Oh, that's not fair. Cheap shots. Jeez. Dolph wow. Lundgren, if you're listening to this, don't come kill me because you're probably more than capable of getting through my little flip lock that's on my door. I'm he not, doesn't need to get through your door. Jeff, he I think everyone in the top you. ten is able to kill you. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Touche. I don't know if I that's mean, like you're too easy to kill or those honestly, are pretty good, good people. I'm happy to have her come over and beat the living crap out of me. <laughs> oh so. my god! Did I, there's a picture of Kira Knightley actually as mocked up as Cable? Yeah, I've seen uh, those. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to find the, uh, the find the picture and put it in our show a, notes. Is this safe for work? Um, I believe so. Damn um, it! <laughs> uh, because that's what <laughs> that's something that Ryan Reynolds said at the end, and I thought that was hilarious. So uh, there's some great people on the list to play Cable. I, I think we're all definitively okay with John Hamm as our number one pick. Mm-hmm. So whatever whatever internet petition we have to sign to do that, uh, let's let's make it so. Oh, that, how good was Stan Lee's? Oh my God! You know so let's talk about that, that real quick while we're waiting for yeah. Brian Jeff. Stanley's cameo in this movie is fucking amazing. I have no idea that he was going to do that. Ugh. It shows how great his sense of humor is, and I did not know that you could have that old of a guy around those many naked ladies without him dying. <laughs> well, Hugh Hefner, come on. Um, <laughs> I think they're from like I think they were born like the same year. Uh, but I I love the fact that he understands his source material still and is okay with it not being all family friendly. Yeah, which well, is you great. know what I mean. Like he knows what characters are dark and he's okay with putting himself. You know, the cameo now is like a staple of all these movies, right? Um, just to have him be able to do that and just have, obviously have fun with it. Yeah, Brian, what did you think of, of Stan Lee's cameo? Did I mean, did you find that as hilarious as we did? I think Stan Lee's cameos are always entertaining at the very least, even though he had nothing to do with creating Deadpool. But that's just my 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 comment. I just heard I just heard you go nerd mad Stan Lee in movie because he didn't no, mean Deadpool. I'm not mad. Stan Lee, you can't be mad at Stan Lee. He's like a tiny old man. Everybody loves him. He's not like a tiny old man. He is a tiny old man. He's 93. Yeah, great Every, for him. I hope they just I hope they just film a bunch of him in random situations or in front of a green screen in different costumes. So, gosh forbid, if it ever comes to pass, the words and stuff I will not say because we can all understand what I'm getting at. Um, they just have it and they can pepper it in any movie whenever they want to. It's my wish. I'm down. Uh, that's what needs to happen. One, uh, the only thing that I can think of to add was, uh, like it didn't rely solely on fan service in the movie to like get its point across. And I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. It was fan driven, but it wasn't fan service. Yeah. My wife doesn't know jack shit about Deadpool and she still found it as gripping and entertaining as that. And, and Brian, I do want to say one thing and I want to challenge you on this because I brought it up and you said no way. And then I looked, I looked online I think the internet is totally right about everything. 100% reliable. I think that was a shield helipad. The internet is lying to you. It looks just like the internet says some people think this might have been a shield pad, but they did the aerial shot and they showed it side by side. The things on the side. It's a giant freaking ship. It's a shipyard. That's my conspiracy theory. It's my conspiracy theory. (laughs) 
Is it one of those clickbait things that have like something circled in red, but there's really not Wait, anything there? I didn't, and you're just like, ah. I didn't see nude pictures of the of Daenerys Targaryen afterwards, so I was very misled by the by the link. Damn it! Um, which you can just do watch Game of Thrones season one. You can see it. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. Uh, it is definitely it's it can't even be associated with a shield I, pad at all. Just for so licensing great. reasons. I just thought that's it was why they can't use thing. Hydra Bob. That's why they, they can't use shield for the I same reason. It, I thought it was just one thing that they they they, they no said, they Fuck they you. can't. And, and I just, do they I do they want to get? Can I can I add one more good moment, please? And then he, we'll move on. Hearing the word mutant come out of someone's mouth instead of miracle made my day. <laughs> That's very true. All right, so let's uh, turn in our attention then from the what's happening uh, now, and let's uh, throw back a little nerd nostalgia. Uh, for this, we want to talk about uh, there's this really cool uh, Coleco system called the Coleco Chameleon, and it's uh, Coleco rethinking that maybe retro come games come are coming come back. Come 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 <laughs> that song's not coming back, but no? the games might be. That, can- <laughs> that song should come back. So it comes and goes, man. It comes and goes. <laughs> it comes and goes. So this is why I'm glad we have uh, Jeff, the gaming expert, here on uh, on the show with us. Uh, this was unveiled at Toy Fair 2016, which, holy shit, this will just prove that there's a con for everything. Um, and it, Toy it, Fair has been around forever. We're, I've never heard of it. Sorry. Then, then you're just not on my level. It sounds super whimsical. You definitely were not at the Cool Kids table. Which consisted of me. It also sounds like something that cannot be uh, even 150 feet from an elementary school at all. <laughs> wow. So, no offense you to You just the, alienated just, the audience. Wow. <laughs> no offense to the, the, the fine people at Toy Fair who are listening to this podcast. Jeff, can you tell me a little bit about this console so I can shut up and not hurt, our, hurt everyone's sure. feelings? Um, well, you know, last year we've seen a huge... Um, you know, just a complete rebirth of a lot of different consoles and manufacturers and game companies making retro games in, you know, like a box set, basically. Um, I had written an article. We talked about it on the podcast before as well. But um, yeah, so this chameleon thing is uh, I think it's like part kickstarted, part uh, financed through an actual, um, you know, the Coleco company. But um yeah, it is going to have all sorts of 16-bit, um, 8-bit, everything. I believe it's all All of the done. bits. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many bits right now. Them. At least if all If you guys bits. remember the bit wars, that means we can be friends, uh, <laughs> which I'm sure you guys do. But Jeff, we can totally be friends. <laughs> yeah. So happy. Um, as I'm scrolling through the article, I read this earlier, but I just wanted to touch on one thing, but I forgot what it was. Um, That's the alcohol the, talking. Yeah, that's the it's, preparedness it's that talking. Fine Pilsner beer. Um, that's Miller Lite, by the way. Do we get any kind of royalties for that? Uh, no. Um, As a matter of fact, I think we now owe them money. <laughs> so effectively, what what it is though is they're going to have like all these games. I'm not sure if it's going to be a collection of them on a specific cartridge, but all of the the cartridges are proprietary, um, which is a little bit of a point of contention considering the other consoles on the market um, like this. Which uh, I forget what the one's called. I should have looked it up. But there's one that actually has game slots for each. Oh yes, I have seen that. I don't know what it's called. Oh, the, the Navcoms. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reliability isn't that great, but they do have HDMI in that one. This one, I do not believe, is going to be supporting HDMI. Um, no, for, I mean, for when you need that bit to just be that much more square, 
HDMI. <laughs> Um, well, you think no, about I it. Think like it how does. many TVs I, have those on, inputs I think this does anymore. have an HDMI out. I think oh, it has, does it? Okay. I think it has four USB ports and an HDMI out cable. I was trying to hit up the specs, but I couldn't scroll fast enough to keep up with That's my okay. <laughs> but what's, what's nice about this console, Jeff, though, which is pretty cool, is that unlike modern console, because like you said, this is going to be a little more of the modern mix with the old. This is not going to rely on DLC and patches and stuff like that in order to work. That's why you have these cartridges uh, to kind of run the games. It's kind of going back to the old school theme, but we're melding the technology a little bit better. And I think that the price starts at a yeah here it is at one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, which I mean that's not bad. I I don't care as long as I can blow into the cartridge and make it work. Um, I, hope, <laughs> I hope you know that's worth that, price of admission alone. That never. Are are you a wizard? You just made it work just again. A little, and, and, and then Jeff, to, to answer another part of your question, this is half Kickstarter, half going through the company. Okay. The Kickstarter begins on February twenty sixth. Uh, so uh, not at, up at the time of this recording or the, even the time of publishing, but probably by the time you listener, yeah, you because you're a little late and behind. It's probably started already. Um. It looks really cool. My question, though, is because I'm, I'm even looking at their Facebook page. Is this something that you would purchase? Is is this melding of technology enough for you to say I'll spend a hundred and fifty bucks? Honestly, I would buy Rare Replay or Nintendo Remix or something like that, probably over this console. But I, you know, obviously we haven't seen it in action yet. But that's just because I know I have an HDMI out. I don't have to get another piece of equipment. Um, same reason I wasn't going to get the other one that worked with the older cartridges, but not to say I don't like the old games. Well, and the whole what concept. if it did? Ha- what if it does have? Maybe because maybe I'm wrong. So I, I, you know, that's not the first time for everything for me. Whoa, um, no, no, CJ, that's what I'm saying. What if CJ's what if it does right. have HDMI out though? What if it does? Is that something that? But would- again, it's another thing. You know what I mean? It's another thing you have to put on your stack of um, electronics. And I don't know about you guys, but right now it it goes the Master Chief. Uh, like legendary edition of the one Xbox on top of the or uh, on the bottom of all my cable box and all that other crap. I use collector's editions to prop up my uh, cable um, and all my Blu-ray and stuff. But that's basically my audio cabinet. And I really don't have space for another system. So I don't know. I do think it's a cool thing, though. I will say that much. I think I think any retro gaming console is a cool thing. So according to the the, the Wikipedia page uh, for this, uh, this will Wikipedia. have uh, this will have an HDMI uh, output for it. Um, it will also have um, USB, uh, A and B for it, high audio quality for it as well. So this is this is going this is an updated console. This will have yeah. So it's more like that. You know, it's more like the other one that uh, already exists too, except that they're using their own cartridges now. So right, and they say as long as you own the cartridge, you own the game. Here's the thing, though, that's a little interesting about it, which could give you a little bit of a hesitation to it. Uh, this was originally on Indiegogo. Uh, back in September 29th of 2015, they had a goal of $1.95 million and only got 81000 of it. That is mucho dinero. Yeah. It is mucho dinero. Uh, now, uh, I mean, there's a lot of talk, but when you're launching a product, there's a big difference between Indiegogo and Kickstarter because Kickstarter kind of gives you some some more incentive as a as a fan, as a, you know, a quote-unquote investor. Um, to get something out of it, so more people are are on Kickstarter than on Indiegogo. So maybe they're going to have some luck there. But getting eighty one thousand dollars for a product, it's not a bad way to not a bad way to go. 
But a, a USB custom controller, I mean, the, the picture of the controller looks great. I'll make sure to include a link in the show notes for our It's kind of like a hybrid between uh, Xbox and PlayStation controller, and even the Steam controller, if anyone knows what that it, looks like. It looks kind of like it, that as well. It reminds me a little bit of a Sega Genesis controller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just with a little longer handle. Yeah, and, and I mean, it looks beautiful. The console looks great. It looks great. I think for $150, I'm down for the console, but the question is, how much are the games going to cost? If it's typical $60 games, no way. I don't think they feasibly can. Well, number one, because you can buy a $60 game that has, you know, what, 150 old games on it already for your Xbox or your PlayStation? Yeah. So I think the real issue is going to be demand and whether or not they can actually beat the the Titans right now that are just revamping their old games. Because, I mean, honestly, too, this is the other part, that this is uh, something that you can do on a computer with an emulator with a wireless, you know, Bluetooth controller. Exactly. Uh, and you can kind of get it all done. But I will say this. It's nice to see a, a company like Coleco, which I didn't think was still in any kind of business whatsoever. It's not. It's just one guy in his basement. Is that what this is? <laughs> so like, he's, on a, he's on a Commodore 64. He's, he's piled yeah. under Cabbage Patch he, Kids. He's actually like, like in a bomb shelter. Like He doesn't know that new technology has been introduced. He's John Goodman in Cloverfield Lane. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's cool to see them do this. I, I will say this. This is something that you should definitely follow. If you are a hardcore nostalgic gamer, this is probably something that you would buy the first gen in as a general consumer. Because there was – what was the Android console? Was it the, the Ouya – yeah, oh, the yeah. Ouya. yeah, the Ouya. The thing that never was in stock, but everyone asked it, for it. We had <laughs> for it like two months. That's, I, I seen it in stock at locations. The thing is this. It was a console that sounded so great. The design was beautiful. The functionality looked amazing, and no one turned out to support it. Uh, you're going through old games this time a little easier because they're already completed games. You just got to put them on these cartridges. I don't know. Time will tell. We shall see. What do you guys think? Is this something that you would pre-order? Would you pre-order it for 150 bucks? Ryan, you let me go first last time. Um, so you have to I'm, I'm looking at my collection of Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and 64 Genesis games, and I'm going to say no because I'll just get my old games and use them on my old systems that I still own. That's just me, though. Jeff, I would I would say I, if you don't have them, that would be. I mean, it would be a wise investment. I am opposed, not opposed to this, I shouldn't say, but what I would do, just like Brian, I have a whole, like, if I was going to go back and play my NES games, I would get the other console that has all the different cartridge slots so I don't have to repurchase all these games. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we all, oh, I, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I have piles of games. It's just like, I can't imagine spending $150 on, let's just say, Donkey Kong Country when I can get a HD remaster, rare replay version for I have Donkey bucks. Kong Country. But hold on, but rare replay, so. never mind. We're not going to fight. Rare replay doesn't have Donkey Kong because of licensing, blah, blah, blah. Um, what, I thought it had Country. No. It, no, it just has uh, the rare games, not the ones they partnered with Nintendo. Oh, okay. But th- that's, that's, but, that's you know what I mean. here nor Like there. Battletoads. I'll say Battletoads. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> Battletoads, which, all right. And, and so, I mean, I'm on the same thing right now. For $150, I have my old consoles. They still work. I see. For me, Jeff, I would like an HDMI port. I'm hooking up old consoles to a, a new TV. Uh, not the easiest process, 
But that, I mean, that's not enough to make me spend. Oh, I don't disagree with you games. there. I'm just saying that other console has all the slots. It's true. It. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. I would I would rather go and support one of those local businesses like Planet Games and Emmaus where you can go ahead and buy old games. Just a shameless plug. I think they're great guys. Uh, and, and instead of going to a GameStop or going to a Best Buy or to a Target and just feeding money into this company, I just I don't think it's worth it. So. Support your local game co. Yeah, support the little guys. And, and, you know, Coleco's had its run. So, well, we shall see. This may be turning around to be something that gets impressive. Maybe they, I don't know, maybe they dip in the VR spectrum and see if that works. But interesting thing. I thought I'd bring it up. Links in the show notes. Tell us what you think about this. Is this something for only $150? Uh, Would be worth it. That's about the cost of an Apple TV. So definitely something to, to consider. I think it's a pretty cool thing. So I want to move on to this really awesome, cool piece of tech, and it, it's a nice harken back to um, the way that we viewed technology in the movies, and it's coming true in real life. There is this tiny glass disc, which they have affectionately nicknamed the Superman Memory Crystal. It is a glass crystal disc about the size of like a like a nice-sized Pog Slammer. And wow! It, yeah, throwing that, that reference, I, and all the developers. Not, just not were like, that I did not Superman love that reference. Disc with 360 terabytes, yeah, and, that, and this is it. It, it holds 300. It holds 360 terabytes of storage, and will save it for over. And this is going to sound like ludicrous years. 13 billion years, and and it's not just like hanging out there, like at 190 degrees Celsius, like. Holy shit. That's a ton of storage that you could forget a whole civilization. That's like every single book and then some. <laughs> <laughs> That's books that haven't been written yet. Maybe not Stephanie Myers. It's uh, if I'm, you I'm, took uh, porn off I, the internet, I think the whole internet could fit on that. I, I'm <laughs> I'm thinking it's just gonna hold maybe the Game of Thrones series. <laughs> <laughs> or Jorah. You know what George though? R. 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 It is body it, now that I think about it, with George R. R. Martin's writing style, it will take one thirteen point eight billion <laughs> years to get the whole thing on there. So you will have to hold it over time. <laughs> Well done. Well done. Uh, um, so <laughs> this is being developed at the, the University of Southampton's Optoelectronics Research Center. Take that words I can't pronounce that I somehow figured that out must, how to that say. That must be an acronym of some sort. You can totally pronounce them. You just probably don't understand what they mean. I have no idea what optoelectronics are, but I'm assuming it has to do with light and electronics. Wait, and way eyeballs? to break down the Latin of it. Um, woot. Anywho. Um, so this is pretty awesome I mean we talk I mean you look at movie I mean you really just look at Superman I mean let's not bullshit around that that is what we all dreamed computers would be we used to watch shows in the 90s that would take down the world with a floppy disk you know they hold oh let's put this in the computer that'll save the world Um, we're talking about that was like what 50 megabytes if you're lucky yeah and we're talking about something that is 360 terabytes on a small disc um that's that's just mind-blowing to me i mean do you were you guys impressed at all by this well what i my first reaction was 
looking back even from what 15 years ago i remember getting my first maybe 10 years ago where i got my first like terabyte hard drive and the thing was probably about five inches thick and you were like this could hold everything (laughs) yeah i literally would pirate music from russia but don't worry because probably the the deniability clause or whatever whatever that (laughs) that thing is is run out now so i could say i did it then but uh yeah like it's insane to think about all that information in just a small small piece of equipment What's impressive about this, too, is right now, so they, they've tested this out, and I have no idea how you read it. I don't know what software and hardware you need to actually like read the, the data, uh, but they have already saved versions of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, uh, basically all of Isaac Newton's works, uh, the Magna Carta and the King James Bible, all on these little devices here, and they, they're calling it 5D storage. Because it basically does use a bunch of dimensions in order to work it. I mean, Brian, you have a smug look on your face. Are you not impressed by this wonderful? No, you just said five D. It made me it made me laugh. Sorry. <laughs> what made you laugh about five D? The fact that I'm just eight years old. Whatever. <laughs> what about this technology, though? Do I'm you think lost. this is? Do you think this is something that will actually? CJ loves use? the five Ds. I'm just saying. <laughs> is this dodgeball? Am I, I mean, getting you the can, reference? You can take it however you want, Jeff. Five Ds. Okay. All right. There's two different ways. I <laughs> he took said it. he was One eight, of which was so I want you to, to take it the way that you actually <laughs> took it. All right. Don't don't Brian. Don't spit on my cupcake and tell me it's frosting. I know what you were thinking. That's not how you use that phrase. I have no idea what you're talking. About. <laughs> uh, That's how she uses that phrase. So Boom. Brian. So Brian, what do you think of our five D uh, Superman memory crystal disc? I think until it beams a hologram projection of Marlon Brandau, I'm not impressed. <laughs> you mean in a tinfoil covered? I don't give a shit what what suit foil suit he's wearing. Just until I can, I see it in my ice cave. I, that's I was going to say, Brian, you could theoretically live in the Fortress of Solitude with. See, <laughs> the thing that I'm thinking about is that uh, considering how much stuff this can hold, this could get your entire comic book collection and you could hold it in your palatial estate in a drawer, right? So this way when the cats are going through the whole room, <laughs> since the, again, since the cat to mill ratio is rather low, you can protect your entire comic book investment with just a, a, a fraction of one of these discs. Yep. And last for billions of years. What a way to preserve it! It's also water resistant, I think. Right? Uh, water resistant and can or, and can go into over hundred and ninety degrees Celsius. That's fucking so. Hot. Cat piss. What you're about gold. scratch? Is it scratch resistant? I don't know. You it's, gotta you gotta think that thing gets scratched up. The data is damaged. No, I mean, because remember, it's five dimensions. It's going deep. It's going layers in deep. So, so okay, so it's going it's going the five y-axis, deep. The z-axis. <laughs> It's also going – it's across time and space apparently. It's so. wibbly wobbly. It's time, space, uh, depth, and smell. I don't, I don't know what Ds they're doing. Uh, but but, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is it, is it dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge? Because I'm just <laughs> – If you look at it with blue glasses, it has different data. But if you look at it with red data – or red glasses, it has different data too. <laughs> and that's when Sean Bean comes out from behind you and tries to take it, but Nicolas Cage will not let it go, and he'll save the world. And then Sean Bean ultimately dies. Uh, right, so. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have Probably to worry within about the first act. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you usually within the first thirty minutes, so, I mean, you're fine. Um, but here's the really cool thing, man. And and when you really think about what's going on in, in the world when it comes to cloud storage and how we're trying to store things, you know, in our digital life, like right now, if the internet went away. 
or if Google snap storing my photos, I have no pictures of my daughter. Like not not a single one at that point. I find that you use this podcast just to prove that you're just not a great father. Uh, it's very true, uh, <laughs> but um, I, would, I don't have. I, seriously, I don't have a single printed picture. I don't know how terrible that is, but they're on the cloud. Uh, every picture of my daughter ever. I, I would lo- I put it on something like this. Last for billions of years. Someone l- later on finds it. Great. But the other thing I'm thinking about is this. And and Jeff. So you when can, the mutant people find pictures of your daughter, you're right. okay with that? Yeah. They're mutant. That doesn't, that doesn't go matter? into your privacy Crab act people, at all. Mutant people, lizard people. <laughs> Here's the other thing, Jeff, and maybe you can chime in on this too. I'm thinking of like, and and Brian, you'll appreciate this as well. Film preservation. There are films yes. that are literally yeah. falling apart in vaults. That I can get on board with. Yeah. Right, and we're losing film. We're losing that yep. stuff. So this is a way to preserve it and, and have it. audio. Like think about right. you know old older recordings and stuff. I, yeah, that's awesome. This is a, I think a great way to preserve you know the legacy of mankind. Um, and then of course you know back up your pirated movies and you know songs as well and you know all your pictures <laughs> of. Uh, it's a really important philosophical question. <laughs> We're talking about how great it would be to preserve all sorts of audio, like famous. I have a dream speeches and stuff like that. But you know, humankind, we're just going to store a shit ton of porn on it. And that's it. <laughs> uh, Years from now, they've the, mutant with- li- the mutant lizard people will find just troves <laughs> of porn and they're going to be really confused. But they will know who Jenna Hayes is. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? It's probably right after George Washington. So I'm OK with that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they started off noble. The first five things, or, or the first, um, yeah, f- one, two, three, four. It's the same process the first- as the casting for Cable. <laughs> it's like the first five are great, and then the other ones are just like, eh, sure. Like, <laughs> just, just, just throw whatever you want on they've, there. They've done it. I, listen. I mean, listen, it, it, it is it is proven time and time again, whatever porn backs up is the future medium. So <laughs> if porn backs this, I'm sure it'll take off. I'm just saying. Take that, Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it, it comes down to this. This is – I thought this is really interesting. This is science fiction becoming science. This is science fiction becoming a reality in the world. It's not often that that happens and then isn't instantly used to kill people. Uh, so I'm actually really impressed that this is something that's just amazing. Uh, so hats off to those scientists working on this. Uh, now make it so I can plug it into a, a an Apple product and I'll be happy. Uh, yes, so hats could, off. The mutant people will enjoy our porn. <laughs> so they can check it out. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag does a hey, whole lot of hope They might appreciate it. I mean, if they're not like budding instead of actually sexually reproducing, if they're not just budding off of each other. Hashtag 5D porn. Mm, mm. <laughs> that's enough. That's That's enough of that. I'm just saying. All right. Hashtag five deep porn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? While CJ is, you know, doing whatever he does, uh, I want to actually talk to you about something, Jeff. Yeah, sure. I just bought Street Fighter Five this week. Yes. Did you? Did have you played it? I've played it one time. I played the beta when I, I went to visit my buddy in DC, and the beta was freaking amazing. So here's what I think is really cool about this because I bought it, and I'm like, there's like no unlockables right now there's there's nothing right. to there's no extra things to unlock and i'm like well that's kind of dumb and i was doing some research so apparently and correct me if i'm wrong that you're going to be playing the game and you earn these like fighter points and like in-game currency to where the dlc that's going to be coming out 
you can either purchase using your in-game currency that you've used by playing the game, or you can just buy it, but there is a way to just kind of get all this DLC without actually spending money. What game because is this? The, this is Street Fighter V. Oh, okay. I'm um, sorry. The big mystery where everyone's like, oh, well, I have to buy DLC. Well, the content's already there for the most part. Um, so I, I I think it's a great system to have one one method of pay. If you if you just want to buy it, then buy it. If you actually want to play the game and unlock the stuff, I think that's better. That's that's um, what I I was so happy to hear about is that I I don't if I don't want to spend ten dollars every for two characters and a bunch of costumes like every three months, I don't have to. If I actually want to just play the game and earn some points and earn some rankings and then use that to unlock that DLC, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Every that's game like, needs wow. to do that model. That's old school. Like when I would play Street Fighter on my Super that's Nintendo just to be. unlock you like know, Blanca like, or something. You know, it, you have all that material already there. Why can't I access it is my big my big thing. Um, so I thought it was a also genius. You're system. seeing a lot of uh, resurgence. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, a fine. lot of more resurgence with like games doing that now. Like here's the storm has done it. Overwatch is going to do it. Blizzard's next title, and uh, you know a bunch of other ones for console because like you have like the Ubisofts and the Activisions, which will always want to charge more. Um, but hopefully, I th- I hope this okay. this is something that can catch on. I think I think a lot, of, especially like first person shooters and stuff like that. Uh, could benefit from doing a system like that. Agreed. So I want to take a quick moment and I want to thank our fans for calling in and leaving some comments because we got a wonderful comment that I cannot wait to talk about because we talked about how much we love Deadpool. So I thought I would say this for the end of the, the show. So there's lots of ways that you can go ahead and have your voice on the show. You can get to us at Twitter at that kind of nerd, uh, facebook.com slash that kind of nerd, or you can even call our phone line 484-373-4119 and actually have your voice on the show, so I want to play uh, a viewer comment uh, that was about Deadpool, and uh, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about it as well. Hey, this is TD, uh, long-time listener. Uh, I recently uh, watched Deadpool uh, when it first came out. I was super excited to see it. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting into. I knew a little bit about the comics. I knew about his wit. I knew about all the controversies behind it with uh, all the swearing and stuff. Uh, actually, just watching Deadpool. Um, just like seeing the story, it kind of seemed kind of boring to me. Uh, I don't know if it's from the original comic book or what it was coming from, or if this was an origin story. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, like I was kind of like just like, oh, okay, this is what's gonna happen. This is gonna happen. Oh, good girl gets kidnapped. I mean, there's a typical comic book comic book story. I was kind of upset with it. Uh, all the jokes were pretty funny. Uh, I've always loved uh, the sarcasm and everything. Uh, I felt like the movie was great. Great film. Uh, I didn't think it lived up to the hype that everyone was um, portraying. Um, just wanted to hear everyone's thoughts on it. Brian, I know you're probably going to fight me on it because I'm sure this is probably going to be one of your favorite movies. Uh, but, yeah, uh, thanks for all you do. Uh, you definitely make my drive while, while I'm working more enjoyable. Thank you. So, TD, I will start this by saying as a fellow person who goes by two letters – for his name. Thanks so much for calling in and sharing your opinion uh, with it. I, I, I will say this. What I took away was I'm at least glad that you liked the fact that it was a, a, like a good movie, that it was a good film. Uh, I know you see a couple cliches and potholes in there, uh, but I'm at least glad that you at least liked it. The question really comes down to, man, this, they, they hyped this movie up 
did it live up to the hype? Did it did it bypass that? What do you what do you guys think about it? I will fight you, TD. No. Um <laughs> No, I totally I could totally see where we're coming from here. It's it is a very simple story. It, it's uh guy meets girl, guy falls in love with girl, guy's get guy gets cancer, guy gets superpowers, guy saves a girl. Um I I, I don't think that was really a, a hindrance in this movie at all though. I think I mean, I obviously there's probably some budgetary issues there which kind of lend to the simplicity of the story. Um but at the same time, you're introducing a new character and who you need to devote time to developing that character and getting really convoluted with, you know, crossovers and all this other stuff can kind of bog that stuff down. I think they did a, a smart call by keeping the story a little simple so that you could focus more on the humor and the savagery and the raunchiness that is Deadpool. Now that this movie was such a success and that, you know, we're all enjoying it. Uh, I mean, I, I think in a sequel, you're going to get a little bit more complicated story, a little bit more convoluted, and, and especially when we start introducing Cable and time travel and X-Force. Um, I, and I, Apocalypse. I, I mean, think about that. The, the possibilities are endless at this point. I, I think this was a perfect building block uh, to kind of build that stuff on top of. TD, um, I, have a, I have a follow-up question for you because um, – the one part with the simplicity, I, we've seen origin movies. They actually make fun of X-Men uh, Wolverine's origin in the movie uh, on how terrible it is. And we've seen Spider-Man and all these people do new characters and we've seen them do origin stories. I'm curious how you liked the way they did the the flashbacks and the way that they explained how he got to where he is uh, as a cool, effective way to do it. Because I think that was what was so awesome about the movie is that you got to introduce a new person in a way that we'd never have before. So I'm curious to you what you think about that. Um, fuck, forgot the second part of my question, so I'm going to go to Jeff. Uh, what, what do you got to <laughs> say? Well, uh, we all appreciate the call and the message. Um, however, I will disagree that it is... I don't know. I thought it was the most entertaining thing ever. Like, and that's what you go to a movie for, you know? Um, and was it a simple story? Yeah. But I think the writers knew exactly what they were doing, making it a simple story because that's not the, the actual progression of the movie. Like in terms of plot, isn't really what the characters are about. I think the characters stood out from the plot and um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I will disagree with you that it was boring. Um, I may have misquoted you, but um, you know, I, I, I think you can only be more impressed, so keep going to see the movies. I think the coolest thing, and this is the second part, so I finally just remembered, was what they got away with. Absolutely. And I think maybe I mean I think maybe that's where some of the hype comes from, which is they're gonna talk about the X-Men. They're gonna do the break in the fourth wall, they're gonna cut people's head off and then kick it to somebody else. They're gonna use dead bodies to spell out Ajax. Um Francis. You know, I'm sorry, Francis. That's right, he spelled out Francis. Um, don't don't give me that sigh. You've now ruined anything. It was you're a major plot say. point of the movie. As simple as the story was, the main story. <laughs> if he was didn't have that, if he didn't have the pop filter, you'd have just heard like an audible. Uh, yeah, that's uh. very true. <laughs> um, but anyway, I thought I thought it was so cool that they got away with that stuff. So uh, I thank you, TD, for voicing the you know unpopular opinion on, you know on the show here. I'm really curious though to hear what you thought about the way that they introduced the origin. I, I'm yeah. really curious to see if you thought that was boring, if you thought that was unique. Now, so. TD, thanks so much. That was uh, definitely a, a ex uh, awesome that you called in. Um, 
I mean, I, I, I half agree with you. I half disagree with you. I'm not going to fight you on it. I, I definitely think it was a simple story, but I think it needed to be for it to be this successful. And that's just my opinion. Well, and I think the success speaks for itself, too. So you got to break some eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to, to Mike, and you know who you are, Mike. We're going to get to your call next week when Josh comes back. Um, to Mike, my not so attractive no you're older, older much brother. cooler brother uh he's he's older he's much, not cooler. That much cooler oh i kept on i mean he, he's semi-attractive he's he's average looking older anyway. much cooler <laughs> does he enjoy long walks on the beach he does he does enjoy dinners? long walks on the beach uh mike uh, i know you get left a voicemail but i i want to play it for when josh is on so we're gonna play that next week my last bit of order before we uh end our show <clears throat> is i wanted to say a very happy birthday to our new fan and poor son of a bitch who has to listen to us at work way too often, John Williams. Uh, he, he sits right by Brian and I at work, and we talk about the show way too much. This poor guy gets to listen to me talk so all the time, and then he chooses Wait, to— Wait, does he realize he's composed the best music ever? Yeah, and, and then he, he chooses to listen to us recording, so— Yeah, talking about the podcast when we're not recording, just having the same conversations, all the stuff I embargo— that kind of stuff. So, happy birthday, John. Thank you so much for putting up with us. A very happy birthday to you, Jonathan. It's just wrong. Just every single Rise time. Rise up and drink more liquor. So, anyway. Uh, anyway. So, I want to thank you guys, the <laughs> listeners, for making us your drive to work or your walk around the neighborhood. If you are a new listener, I would encourage you to go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Go check out thatkindofnerd.com. In the show notes, there's also a link as to how you can go ahead and help support the show and future endeavors of That Kind of Nerd. Thank you, Jeff, for coming on this weekend and filling the uh, bourbon-soaked shoes of Josh Burns. Oh, listen, I wear those same shoes. <laughs> I, I got you anytime. Uh, it's always nice to have your sultry voice here on the podcast. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Okay, let's move on. Shut up. All right, shut up. Shut up. Are you referring to Brandon Routh, sir? Because Brandon Routh is glorious. He's magical. Is Brian frozen again? Or Okay, sorry. He's just really stoic <laughs> just right really now. He was like, was like super. He was just thinking like, God damn it, Stan Lee didn't make Deadpool but was in the damn movie. You definitely were not at the Cool Kids table, which consisted of me.